three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. So when it comes to being in a cipher yeah. and being around other like-minded individuals and MCs, and when it, when it comes down to real freestyles, I'm not talking about pre-rehearsed, pre-ins, I'm talking about like off the top, this is this is the beat we're rapping on. You didn't know what beat we were going to rap on. You just spit. Like that's, a, that's exactly from your heart, from your brain, you know, mind, body, and soul, spirit, all that stuff. When it comes down to that, I have spent, I used to say 17 years mm. honing that crap. I used to say that number. I recently found out though, I forgot about, I forgot we had that conversation or not, watching a home video that my mother recorded of me in like 1996. So I was about seven, I think, 95 or 96. Mm-hmm. And She's asking me questions. She's interviewing me about like Disney World and, and, and other kid things. And out of nowhere, she says, sing a song. Mm-hmm. And so I start to sing a song. It's hilarious, too, because I'm singing like this high-pitched voice. So, <laughs> so, it's like a little girl. But when I'm watching myself, like 20-some years in the past, I can tell instantly that I'm not singing a song that I know. Mm-hmm. Primarily because I have a very, very deep connection with music and lyrics and mm-hmm. melodies. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't remember, I don't memorize lyrics well at all. It, it's very difficult for me to remember. I have to listen to a song typically about, let's say, 50 times in order to dedicate it to even partial memory. Um, so if I hear something that I've heard in the past, I will know it instantly. And when I listened to it, I only remembered hearing it from when I watched the video previously, like years ago, the last time I watched the video. Mm-hmm. It didn't like give me that, oh my gosh, I can't believe that song, blah, blah, blah. And this, that, I didn't get that feeling. You right, know, kind of right. like that feeling when you hear a song from like middle school. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't get that feeling and, and the fact that I could not place these lyrics, I was like, I think I'm making this song up. I really, really do think I'm making this song up. I'm not rhyming. I'm really not making sense. I'm just saying cute phrases and putting them together and it clicks. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I always said to myself, I started freestyling because I used to write poems as a child. Writing poems and reading poems was like my favorite thing to do as a child. And it got to the point where I could just freestyle poems. Mm -hmm. And and I was in middle school. So I thought that that was my first encounter with freestyle poetry, freestyle hip hop. Mm -hmm. When actually it was as a small child right. who just put nursery rhymes. I, I, what I, what I believe I did was I took bits and pieces from Barney and Arthur and like songs, whatever songs are out, and added my own lyrics to them. Mm-hmm. And just found my own little tune in my head and it, it just flowed. And what I believe happened is that in middle school, especially in high school, mm-hmm. I received help and guidance from other students and friends on how to better that craft. I had already had it, Mm -hmm. but my friends and probably my family too helped me to build upon that craft into where when I got to like 
I want to say that the early college years was mm -hmm. when I got more help from other friends, but I spent hours and hours and hours and hours rapping and freestyling to myself. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever, I didn't even record myself for years. Asher, years I said to myself, I'm going to record what I'm rapping right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it, put my phone on voice memo and record it. Mm -hmm. Never for years, Asher, I never recorded myself. I just rapped in the car, put on beat, and rapped about Krispy Kreme donuts, Walmart, <laughs> Chick fil A, because that's what I would see when I rapped in the car. I rapped about whatever I could see, and that's where I was usually rapping on the way to Chick fil A or Taco Bell or whatever, whatever. And I never thought nothing of it. Never in my mind would I, I ever have thought, oh man, my phone's ringing. Um, all those hours I spent were me practicing. That was all practice. And with that practice, I developed a sense of confidence in my craft from that practice. Mm. And, and that is a confidence that I need to push on other art or other platforms, I should say, because I do have that confidence in other, other trades and arts, but yeah. where I really want it is podcasting, mm -hmm. commentating, recording hip-hop songs, writing lyrics, and that's, that's the main ones. Those that's, are the main ones. That's a good start. I definitely agree with that's you that you, you have that, that confidence, especially when it comes to, to speaking, or at least you've practiced it enough to where when you interact with people, like every time when I talk with you, I can tell you have that the power in your voice, the bass in your voice. And that's one of the things that kind of drew me to you besides us being next door neighbors my freshman year and you being my RA. I was just like, this guy's super cool. Like you're nice and you're like cool to be around. And it's like having that confidence there and still knowing that like as confident as you are in one thing, you still see yourself with room to grow in other areas. And you just reminded me of um, a podcast I was listening to, um, the Secret to Success podcast. And on there, they were talking about, um, I think it was CJ, he's one of the hosts. And he said that there's no such thing as a confident person, like an all around confident person. Usually what we see are just people who are very competent in one thing that they do. It's like they practice what they do so well that they appear to be so confident and like comfortable in their skin there. And I think the example that he gave was like, if you see uh, Charles Barkley back in the day when he was playing basketball, you'd be like, man, that's, that's a confident guy. And I guess same thing with Mike, where Michael Jordan, you see him playing basketball and you're like, okay, this guy, like, he can do anything. He can fly. He can play when he's sick. And then with Charles Barkley, it's like you put him out on the golf course. This is like, oh, no, no, you better you better go back to playing basketball. And then same, same thing. Same thing with Michael. It's like as soon as he went to try and play baseball, they're like, oh, he's going to change the world. It's like, nope, nope, <laughs> go back to basketball. And it's like even with him, it's like in trying to run a team, he hasn't had as much success as other players before that have been able to have like successful careers, maybe not as successful as his, but um, they've been able to coach championship teams versus being on winning championship teams. And that that's cool that you say that because it's like, it just kind of reminds me that, hey, like if I'm able to inspire you somehow, like it kind of builds me up a little bit because earlier this year when you you'd kind of reached out to me, I'd been um, isolating myself a little bit and I, I tend to do that I think this time it was worse than before where it was like you isolate yourself to a point of um, I guess I did it I guess partially because of self-doubt in a way and yeah. in thinking that okay if I isolate myself I have 
too many things going on in my head that I'm having trouble processing. But at least if I remove myself from people, I won't be putting any burdens on them. But and I guess this is another thing from the podcast, because they're talking about the um, the disc assessment and how the four different personalities of how people are kind of distributed throughout the world, like each personality has its strength and weaknesses. And they talk about the S personality being um, the people that that move a little bit slower, or they're very, they act in very supportive roles. And they're very concerned about people. But the thing with them is that since they're always concerned about people, they don't measure their efforts properly, like they don't value what they do. And I can say that like, for what I was doing for a while, it's just like, you do so many things that are so repetitive where it's almost like anybody could be doing this, but like nobody's wanting, willing to take the time and effort to do it because it's so tedious. And then you don't necessarily look for the recognition for it, but when it, it never shows up and the recognition always goes to like the person that's the loudest, that's just like making a show of it. That's like, Hey, look, look at what I did. Look, 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 look. And it's like, no, 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 I, I don't I don't need to do all that. I know what I can do well and I'll just do it. You give me an assignment, I'll get it done. I don't need to have like a whole conference or something like that. And for me, kind of hearing these things now, being on the other side of like the isolation and also having people like yourself and other friends kind of reach out and just be like, hey, like I can tell in your voice that like your energy's down, like you're you're either ducking calls or like some like something's not right. And kind of like becoming aware of that after the fact, but now like having it be more exposed to people and then writing down a plan going forward saying, okay, if I feel down during these times or every time that an issue comes up, instead of me just kind of looking down on myself and saying, oh, I can't do this or I can't do this like that person. It's like, okay, now I need to go and reach out to Ron or reach out to like a family member say, hey, let me come and visit with you during the winter to where I'm not over here by myself working this job that's already isolated. And then I feel that it's okay to just stay isolated in my room or in my town or wherever it is. And then somebody just calls and they're like, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine. But then it's like, you can't wait to hang up the phone or like run away from it or whatnot but didn't mean to go on that long tangent I just kind of thought to, to bring that up because it's just kind of relative to what you were saying where when I like when I see you or when I see other people that are um, that present themselves with a big personality or with a, a louder voice like automatically I assume in my mind it's like oh that person's got it all together like they don't have any doubts any worries or anything like that and then sometimes like earlier in the year when I heard people mention that oh like everybody has their problems and I'm just like well crap like that person has a problem like what what the heck am I gonna do like I'm done for but then like seeing the flip side of it and being like okay like everybody struggles but so long as like we all have the capacity to deal with it and we're better equipped to deal with our issues if we're willing to communicate among each other regardless of how scary it is or how embarrassing it is because like um, as you saw with the first video, I, I just recorded it down in, in the basement like one of the bottom rooms of my parents and my mom kept encouraging me like for the longest, it's like, hey, you've got a table, go set the table down there and work there rather than like sit, sitting in bed playing solitaire or being on YouTube. It's like, that's not, that's not going to get you any, 
healthier than what you want. And it's like, if you want to get well, or if you want to get out of your situation, the way she says it is that you have to, you almost have to be violent with yourself in a sense to like, not to harm yourself, but like you have to force yourself to do what your mind isn't conditioned to do, or you have to force yourself to like take action. Like, because my mom's 64, I think. And for her to get up every day for the past 40 years or so and just get up every day and say, okay, I know I've got to go to work and I need to do it, not necessarily just to have my bills paid, but I can't stand to be stagnant. And whether it's like she was pregnant, having had six kids, like raising all those kids up, making sure that every time that even somebody comes to visit, she's always of the mindset of like, I got to make sure that you have something to take with you, even if it's like a piece of bread, a piece of cake, something like a piece of chicken, like whatever it is. It's like, hey, make sure you take this with you. If you can share it with somebody, like share it with somebody. And I guess until having gone through like a little bit of struggle and kind of understanding relatively where like what everybody kind of has to go through on their own level, it it really makes me more appreciative of that and not to... uh, diminish myself to say like oh this is just a little thing it's like it's something but it it's something that can be overcome and not just like oh like how dare i feel bad for myself just because something didn't go my way but it's it's got to be addressed regardless if it's if it's big or small so i definitely appreciate your call man i'm glad man i need to hear this yeah this back I will. I guess this may have just turned into like a therapy session, many. But hey, I mean that. Really, when I, when, even when I think of that, or when I say it out loud, it's like you know that that is what's needed because the first time I heard of like therapy, it just sounded super weird. Where you go to to somebody and you talk about your problems, which is like when you do it, when you do that with a friend, it seems okay. But then when you go and you pay somebody that does that professionally it's it seems weird at first but it's like there's there's a reason why people have taken the time to study processes and ways that to help you manage like parts of your life which i mean for a lot of people it's like you can like try to strong arm it and say you're over something but if you keep repeating the same thing or you keep being reminded of the same thing that you've overcome day in and day out and you kind of just repeat it over and over it seems like although you may have gotten over it in a way it's like sometimes when you hear somebody talk about something it's just like it hasn't like you can tell if somebody's completely dealt with something or dealt with it significantly like the way they talk about whatever the issue is makes a difference but i'll definitely send you this yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta do some more of these for sure. If your friends don't get it together, hey, we just jump on here maybe a Monday or whatever, whenever time during the week, and we'll record something just after right. work. Hey. I like it. But I love that. Um, <laughs> what was it? That little that clip that you had on there. At first, I thought it was you somehow doing that with um, some friends, and you guys just turned your voices up. I was like, uh, what in the world? Oh, dude, dude, real quick. Yeah, but that is. <laughs> You're the first person I think to ever comment on these video, on these audio clips because they are they are what they are they're YouTube videos they're like when YouTube first started putting videos that were like ten minutes or longer yeah you know, initially YouTube didn't allow you to do that right 
but when you first started, when they first, when they first had that, this guy, whatever his name, Josh Weinberg, mm-hmm. put these videos up, and they're literally the first memory of IT comedy that I had as the person. Like, like I, I literally know all of them, especially the first one. Because mm-hmm. the first one, I remember when that first one came out, there was not even a second one. Mm-hmm. That's, how, that's, 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 that's how way back it goes. That one, and I listened to it on repeat for like days. That's mm-hmm. just something I can do with audio. I, audio and video, I can just listen to the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that, like, I have a uh, emotional connection to that, that's so that's, that's <laughs> the reason why I put it on too was because once I rediscovered it, I wanted to be able to listen to it without my phone being on, you know, because you know YouTube fills right. your battery like unless you fast. get the YouTube Red or whatnot. Say what? Unless you get like their premium thing that they they set up. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, but I, don't, I only pay for Spotify. Right. I'm right. One one streamer type of guy. Yeah. So um, even though my wife pays for like seven, which is yeah, so I just I ripped them from YouTube mm-hmm. and commented on the guy. Like I, I liked and subscribed to him and was like, man, these are amazing. Thanks again for making these years ago. Of course, he didn't respond back. Yeah. But um, yeah, I ripped them, put them on. I thought they were going to get pulled from SoundCloud, but mm-hmm. they didn't. And so that's what that's what I would use um, to help also keep me awake while I drove. Gotcha. I figured it, it would be like a good good way to just be able to vent sometimes if you're like going through it. You're just like, oh man, these guys know what I'm, what I'm going through. Yeah, exactly right. Because as soon as I was hearing it, I was like, I don't work in IT, but I have an idea. Like we have the same, like when you go through engineering school, you kind of have the same technical mind. And I, I've been around IT people when they come through and like look at either our computers or other people's computers while I'm around them. And like, I'm sure that just goes through their mind where somebody's like, oh, I, I just... I can't log into this because of this. It's like, uh, what are you doing over there? I think I may have, I heard, may have heard the second one where he's just like, I ran out of roles in Excel. It's like, how did you run out of roles in Excel? I, I don't know. I just did. I just, I just did. Like, <laughs> this isn't working. It's like, okay, hell, how about you do this? No, 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 no. It's like, you're, you're not listening. You're, you're just not listening. You're just trying to do whatever. And like the chipmunk oh, voice is just. Roll, roll, just scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I gotta listen to it. Thanks, man. Uh, I haven't listened to it. Like, actually, like the funny thing about that. Yeah. This them on SoundCloud. I listened to them for like you know like probably a couple months, and mm-hmm. I haven't got back to those. So now I am, but I appreciate it. Gotcha. Yeah, I just I have I came across it because um, I guess when I tried to send you the thing with SoundCloud, you, you um, I think, subscribed to my account. And then it yeah. came up as a pop-up on my phone. And then I was like, I clicked on it. And then I saw that it was you. And then I saw a few tracks and I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Because it was like the, um, I think it was like something IT versus the web developer. And I was like, oh, uh, Ron's in that. So I was like, what was it? Web dude versus sales guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. And as soon as it just started, I was like, this is hilarious. This, yeah. this is too funny. All right, cool. We'll, we'll wrap later on. All right? All right. Yeah, cool. most definitely. Appreciate you, Ron. I right, appreciate you. Bye. Bye.